You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris and Laurie. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Hello Laurie, you're on your phone this week so it's a wee bit different. Might sound yes. a little different. <laughs> it was either that sound like you're in the Arctic or not. <laughs> yes. Are you going to tell us where you're listening, where you're doing the podcast? I'm I'm chilled out, lying on my bed, on the phone, <laughs> like I'm, uh, you know, just just chilled. I get too relaxed, you know. The truth is, this is a second take because my internet <laughs> failed after about five minutes, and we took the piss out of Laurie because he said he was lying on his bed doing the podcast. <laughs> he said something about what he, what he was doing with his hands or something. I'm not sure. But... <laughs> You know, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm sure that's what you said. <laughs> Bye, man, on it failed, so we're going to have to start again. Right, we've got the agendas. Hello, we've got the SPL. Chris will tell us about the, the Friday Night Football once again. In the SFL, we've got the playoff from the SPL, the proposal that was discussed today. We've got Player of the Year, the charity bet, and then we'll end on the SPL predictions. So, Chris, you want to give us uh, Friday Night Football? Yeah, it was another game of Friday night with uh, Ross County hosting Dundee United. Unfortunately, it wasn't a classic game on a poor pitch, but uh, there was one moment that was good because Ian Vigers put in a cross for Ivan Sproul to score from about an inch uh, in the 54th minute. It was a, another incident later on when Barry Douglas was sent off for a challenge on Sproul. And it looked like Douglas had got the ball at first, but uh, then the man. But for him, unfortunately for him, the referee deemed that challenge was a straight red, which made it almost impossible for United to get back into the game. And of course they didn't, so County had their first one over United for 15 years. It's uh, going way back to one of their great cup runs, it used to be so good at. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that red card later. Yep. Uh, so moving on to Saturday's early kickoff, it saw Inverness visiting St Johnson as both teams chase Europe. But Inverness were dealt a huge blow early on as David Raven was sent off early for slightly tugging back round Vine, which looked very harsh given there was another defender on the way and we're a good 30 40 yards from goal. So is that really a clear goal scoring opportunity? I don't know, but that meant Inverness had to try and hold out for much of the game, and uh, St Johnson had the better of the chances, as you'd expect, especially on the remainder of the first half. But it did take until just 13 minutes remaining for St Johnson to break Inverness's resistance, and they getting that goal through some good work from Hasselbank, and it was eventually headed home by Stephen McLean. So that got St Johnson all three points. It's all very tight there in the, uh, the race for third spot. But another half of the SPL, Aberdeen were hosting Kilmarnock because Derek McInnes took charge of his first home game for Aberdeen. And they got off to a terrific start against Kilmarnock as now again curled in his 20th goal of the season after just four minutes. Both teams probably had decent chances to score in the remaining 86 minutes of the game. Aberdeen get most of them, but neither team were especially clinical with those chances, so it remained 1-0. And that's Derek McInnes, undefeated and hasn't conceded a goal yet in his uh, two games in charge. <laughs> um, oh, uh, probably the more important games were uh, so Dundee hosting Hearts. Well, Hearts started off better, but they were then reduced to 10 men after half an hour as Andy Webster saw his second yellow card, so that didn't exactly help them. Dundee pushing for uh, survival as long as possible, then pushed on to try and get the, the three points that might keep an SPL another week. But despite several chances and even hitting the crossbar in the second half, it took a deflected Ryan Conroy free kick just eight minutes from time to keep Dundee's relegation fight alive for another week. Although they will have to go on without Nicky Riley, who gets sent off for having a go at Mahati near the end of the game. He picked up a straight red card. But uh, it wasn't just Dundee's result that mattered for them this week, because obviously they needed some money to keep dropping points. And they were visiting Hibernian. Uh, and it was good news at Easter Road after around half an hour when Lee Griffiths opened the scoring. But Esmail going Calvez equalised on the hour mark after a bit of a scrappy build-up in the area, which included James McPake, Clatter and Stephen Thompson. But it was good advantage from the referee to let the play go. Ross Colwell then restored Hibbs' lead with his first goal for the club. But Mark McCausland first levelled the game on 78 minutes with a close-range open header and then scored to put St Martin in front on 82 minutes, which was pretty much exactly the same time as Dundee scored. So that would have sent Dundee down had it not been for a Griffiths equaliser in the 86th minute from an inch. St Mirren claimed offside, but the replay suggested that when the ball came in, both Griffiths and McCausland had one foot inside the six-yard box, so it's nice to see the benefit of doubt going the attacker's way for a change. So those two results mean that Dundee are now eight points behind St Mirren with three to go, so it's still all very tight, but still not over just yet. Moving on to Sunday's game. 
well, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> Mother over the host, uh, uh, they gave a guard of honour to the newly crowned champion Celtic. And in a decent uh, first half, it was probably chances at both ends, which happened to include two point-blank blocks from Gary Hooper chances and maybe a penalty shout for handball by Thomas Rogner, who had his arm up, although the header up by Leslie, who was pretty much next to him, changed direction of the ball at the last second, so it might have been harsh. The referee did see it enough to give a corner, though. But it was the champions who took the lead five minutes from half-time when Tony Watt beat his man and then managed to beat the on-rushing Darren Randolph to the ball. And crossed it across for Hooper, who uh, <laughs> hit the bar with his header. <laughs> but fortunately for him, he followed in the rebound to give Celtic the lead. But Motherwell weren't finished before the half-time interval. when They levelled pretty much on the last kick of the ball in that half, as Leslie sent through Henry Goyama, and once he was in behind goal, he wasn't going to make any errors, and had a wonderful strike into the bottom corner. Michael Higdon then made it 25 in the league for the season, was a top corner strike from the penalty spot after Charlie Mulgrew was a judge to have tripped Oyama. Replay suggested that Oyama actually tripped himself, but don't worry. <laughs> and then five minutes after that, Michael Lustig's attempted clearance from a Tom Hately cross, hit the post, bounced off Foster and went into the net. So the goal stood despite the fact two multiple players appeared to be offside when Hately's cross came in. But uh, Motherwell did have further chances to stretch the lead, which also included a terrific performance from Fraser Foster. It was a couple of great saves, first from McFadden, and then one where it was deflected, and he had to rush back and tip it over. But in the end, Celtic couldn't take chances at the other end, which was pretty much summed up when substitute Anthony Stokes had uh, a chance to come back off the post late on. So that meant Motherwell earned themselves back-to-back victories over Celtic for the first time in over a decade, and two wins at Fur Park for the first time since the early 90s. And that's us for the SPL weekend. Can I, can I pick you up on what you said about Forster and mm. McFadden? You, you said it was a great save. McFadden, McFadden went head down and just blasted it straight at Forster. That, well, Forster made himself big. And see when you're about six foot seven, that's pretty damn big. Oh, he, 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 he done the right like thing. He made himself big. He is big. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a skill. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, McFadden, he, he managed to get himself through on goal and then he's left-footed and for some reason he, all his touches seem to take him wider and wider and wider and then he done something that we would do at our level but especially my level is I'd put my head down and just try and hit it as hard as I can <laughs> and then it just hits Foster straight in the chest I don't think it counts as a save I'm not giving him that. It still counts as a save. No, I'm not giving him that. If I worked for Opta, I wouldn't. The one, the that. one that took the deflection, he tipped over a bar, was probably a better save. But to be honest, I think the best save came for Dan Randolph because the point blank save he had for Gary Hooper was just absolutely phenomenal. Yes, I agree with that. I. Yeah, I hate that guard of honour pish. I think it's good to show respect. Was this forced? I don't understand why you would do it at your own ground. I could understand it if you're the first visitor to the team that's won the trophy. The so bit. the way Celtic did it when they went to St Mirren, that makes it's sense. I would, like I, would, the... I would have been good if St Johnson had done it for Celtic in two weeks' time. It's a bit Celtic's like the shaking come. hand before the game crap. I just don't see the point in It's like, show respect. And it's like, but they get made to do it. Half of them will still go out there and give each other abuse and, you know, kick each other about the park. I mean, it just seems... At the end of the game, like, when I played football... You'd go and shake hands with folk. You know, that's what he did. And that's like, you know, it wasn't forced, he didn't have to. But it was just, if you get made to do it before, is there any point? Guard of honour. I don't know. I think it's all right. I quite like respect. I quite like, there was an English game, Andy Carroll and Wayne Rooney were having wee niggles in the, the penalty box and it looked almost heated. But then when they were walking away, they were laughing and joking. That's the kind of thing I like because everyone yeah, gets heated fine, during that game. that's fine. natural. I just think... Yes. Getting made to, you know, uh, stand there and clap a team. Like, honestly, if Celtic won the league and then they came to Tynecastle next week, I would do it. Hope we didn't clap them on the pitch. Honestly, they, I tell yeah. you something, the Hearts fans wouldn't show their appreciation. Oh, the, the Motherwell fans weren't exactly too impressed either, to be honest. But I say that's why I wouldn't do it at an away venue for the, the team. If, if, they're, if it's a first home game after winning the trophy, fair enough. But if you're away, it seems a bit. Weird, to be honest. Who I know, I know why you. I know why you don't like it though. It's just because only cups of hearts ever wins a hat the Scottish Cup, and you don't get a game after that. Uh, <laughs> at least we win at Hamden. So uh, Oyama had a really good. Oyama had one of his good games this season. Doesn't he's I, not had many this season, to be honest. But uh, he showed the the quality that he's got. It's, even right at the end, the commentator mentioned that he was he was knackered, but he was still getting the ball and still going wee runs. 
Ah, I mean, by having one side and Chris Humphrey and the other, I thought there was all sorts of trouble caused by, for the Celtic defence on Sunday. It was a bit like Oyama, especially that the the equaliser he scored was just a fantastic goal. The the, the wee touch for Lasley to build up as well was really good. And uh, Oyama's finish was fantastic. Yeah, you touched on Higdon being offside for the Lustig slash Foster own goal. <laughs> yeah, I think. Who are we giving that to? <laughs> Well, Scott I think it's going to be Foster. Yeah, Scott. No, I would agree, be... but everywhere I've read, it's went down as Lustig. It can't be. No, it doesn't make any sense. It wasn't the ball's going. Well, Lustig at the post. Yep. If did. someone hits a shot and it comes off the woodwork, comes back into play and hits the keeper and goes in, it's unfortunate, but it's a keeper own goal because you can't get a goal if the ball, you, your shot comes off the woodwork and comes out. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I so will give Forster that goal, but there's nothing Delighted. he could have done. No, no, it's not his fault. Yeah, and then I was hearing more rumours about McFadden to Celtic. Mm, I'm not I've sure heard, if that's just I've paper mixed, talk. Aye, I've heard mixed rumours about that one. There's some saying, oh, that might be possible. There's others saying, nah, no chance. I've been hearing that for about 10 years, I don't know. Aye, pretty much. McFadden to Celtic. Yeah, yeah Nigden as well. Unsure about his future. He's he's kind of keeping things open, but he was very respectful about Motherwell and the, the Motherwell fans. So he, He's another one I've heard linked with Celtic, you know. Aye, I like him. I like him. My dad, I, th- I think he's at the right level. I don't know if he's the right person for Celtic. He's a different nah. option for what Celtic have got at the moment. But he's, 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 he reminds me of John Hartson. He, he's very good at using his size. He's, he's round and he's got a big red bald head. <laughs> <laughs> he scores goals and knows how to use his arse to his benefit. My dad goes to the same bookies as him and he says he's been, he spoke to him a few times and tried to plug the SFF podcast, but he's having none of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a fan. Oh well, screw him. Crap, aye. Lucky. Daddy. See when we come to talk about player of the, the season, <laughs> tell you who's not getting half of me. Aye, that's it. Out the window. You've got to, <laughs> I mean, you've you've got to remember as well these players. I mean, sometimes, you know, at his age as well, I mean, the thing is, the way it happened is, you know, Sutton scored about 20 for Motherwell. So we paid them more money than Motherwell could afford. So they had to go with the cheaper option of Higdon and Sutton. Well, you see how it's worked out. That's what they were right, huh? Yeah. It's like, worked out for them. Oh, we, we ended up with Kevin Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. I, I told you before that. I told you as soon as it happened, that was a stupid idea. Kevin yeah. Kyle had been <laughs> crocked. He was never going to be fully fit again. I was just that Charles Green, you know? Aye. Ah, he's off anyway. Right. Did you see? Did you see the interesting start that appeared uh, after Sunday's game? That Motherwell have taken thirty points for their away games this season. Celtic have only taken twenty-eight. Ooh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, there's still a couple of games left, but that's, it's quite impressive. It's quite surprising well, because Celtic have actually for a while it was their home form which was dodgy. Ah, yeah. uh, once we got to about Christmas, it seemed to switch. It was away form that became poor, and the home form Aye. was just phenomenal. Like we seem to be averaging about four goals a game at home at the moment. Aye, scoring. And yet away from home, well, we have the one in five games, and they've done that since Joe Venglos was in charge, ninety-eight, ninety-nine season. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move on to the the Friday game and the red card? Ah, let's talk about the red card again because we did talk about it in the original verse of the podcast before we died. But yeah, my points were brilliant. I thought. <laughs> I'd, I, I, I totally one off, so I couldn't I, repeat it. I know, I, and you, I, I was completely, I threw out the, the, the cards there that were going to trump you, and you, right. gone forever. I know. I think it was a red card. I think his studs are showing. I think it was dangerous. So I, I'm happy with the red card there. I, I nowadays, I, I can see why it was a red card. I mean, I think Derek McInnes was on sports scene last night, and he was making a pretty good point about when, when he was playing. You were kind of encouraged to take the ball and the man in that order, and that was a great challenge. Yep. Whereas now you rarely get away with that kind of thing. Well, you used and to look at the, the replays and look, oh, did he brush the ball first? He brushed it. Yep, got the ball first. It's a legal challenge. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nowadays it's very much changed. And I'm just going with consistency, really. And I think that that was a red card because just the way he connected with his leg, it was it was dangerous. There was no need for it. That's that's one thing. There was no need for him to do that. If he knows that that's a potential for the, the referee to even consider a red card, they shouldn't be doing it. Because yeah, he was over on the touchline going nowhere. So. Yes. What's yeah. the point? Well, Dunn United were already a goal down by that point, so that just kind of ruined I've their got, chances of getting into I've got red card gripes still to come. So. Uh, uh, yeah, because uh, 
the... <laughs> Well, we could go I on and talk mean. about that game if you what, wanted. Let's talk about Andy Webster. I'm flabbing. I was, I, I was bemused at the referee's decision there. Like, at the game, we were laughing because the Dundee fans started saying off. And we were all laughing. We were like, what are they talking about? Because they're both down. Because obviously, he, his, he went for the head and he, he caught the back of Thingy's head, which is obviously pretty sad. But I just, I was like, I need to see the replay. Because we were all, like, totally bemused. We thought the Dundee fans were having a laugh when they started saying off. We were actually laughing. We're like, what are they talking about? And then the ref went, I mean, I've seen the replay and I just don't see, you know, his arms down, obviously, because, you know, you're jumping and he jumps higher. His arms kind of level his back. But what knocks the Dundee guy over is his head when the heads hit together. Well, so I don't see... first of all, it's not a red card. So I don't think we should be looking at it from that angle. It was a, a second yellow. So oh, yeah, either way, I, just, I don't think it's a foul. What was the first yellow for? Yeah, I missed that. It's because oh, he, first he yellow was got a yellow caught in the ball. And he decided to bring the guy down. There was a wee tangle and there was a potential foul on Webster, I thought. Because when he turned back towards his own goal and he started panicking, I thought he got pushed over at that point. But then Webster kind of lost that bit and grabbed him. Yes, I agree. I mean, his one, you could maybe give it as a foul. But he's like, his arm's not like, his arm's where it would be when you're headering. And what knocks the guy over is the two heads coming together. So I just don't see, I just, I don't understand how it could be. I, I thought at most you'd give a foul. I didn't even really think, I thought it was two players going for the ball and they just, unfortunately, as happens, you know, they banged heads together as he did it. Because your arm's got to be somewhere and he's not leading with like his elbow up high and anything. It's his head who hits the guy's head. I, I didn't get it at all, I have to say. Obviously, you've not got super zoomed in slow-mo replays because it's, you know, right. just highlights, but... I saw nothing that suggested it should be here. I think the problem is the way Andy Webster has a habit of going in with his arms up. He, he, he can, from some angles, look like he's leading with the arm. In fact, he has an occasional head with the arm. But on this but, occasion, I would agree with you, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's just the fact his arm's there. I mean, it's just, but, you know, he's jumping up and it's his head which knocks the guy's head. I think his arm is maybe, you know, his arm possibly, it's hard to tell, but his arm is possibly in the guy's back. I don't know, it's hard to tell from the angle, but then you're given, what, a free kick in the middle of the park, maybe, but it's like, it's the what annoys me is it looks like the referee's gone with the fact that the guy's been whacked over forward and obviously held, went down holding his head and it's, but it looks, it seems to be that it's the two, because their two heads have clashed together, and I mean, I've never seen cards given because someone's like, you know, went for a header and butted heads with someone. No, but he was late <laughs> though. I felt he was late. I felt he just won the ball better, though. He just jumped a lot higher than him. You know, the Dundee the player didn't seem to go up for it as much. You know, and Webster was in the air. Mm. I don't know. I, I just thought it was bizarre. And to be honest, it totally ruined the game because we started quite well and it seemed like it would be quite an open game to begin with. But as soon as that happened, we uh, had to take and go off and went with, like, a kind of sit-in and try and hit on the break. And Dundee weren't that keen on going all out. And then the worst goal in the history of goals scored. And I was getting really annoyed afterwards because Jim Spence kept talking on the radio about the wonder goal and I don't know how he managed to score from oh, that. It was a deflection. <laughs> it was, was obviously like, a deflection. He kicked it. It was going one way. It smacked off Ryan Stevenson and went the wrong. <laughs> sent McDonald completely the wrong way. I was like, I had to take Richard Gordon to go. Yes, a deflected goal at Dens Park <laughs> to win the game. I posted a picture on the on the forum, if you go to the, the Dundee against Hearts thread, the wall, I don't know if you've seen it in the highlights in the first, it was maybe 18 seconds in, in the wall that Dundee set up. Oh, it was a terrible wall. I was right behind that goal. <laughs> With a massive gap in it. Obviously, you're going to hit it through the gap. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I posted a really good still of it on that thread. You can and... see what Hamill tried the right thing, because if you can get a bit more purchase behind it then it's still hard for the keeper even if it's kind of close to him yeah. from that range you know because it's I mean it was a pretty poor game but you know credit to Dundee I mean you know you could tell they were still fighting for it and it just it's just a shame that because we were doing it 10 men it made the game pretty poor because they aren't the best aside Dundee they fought pretty hard but you know you'd expect against 10 men they would have been kind of going right at us and it was it was a good banner between the fans, you know. There was lots of one league Griffiths getting sung because everyone knew what the scores were coming in. So there was lots of <laughs> random. It was about five or six cheers throughout the game for goals, you know, since we didn't get treated to many ourselves. Yeah. 
It's, it's so, Bomber Brown. All credit to him. I think that Dundee are lucky that they've got him signed up on a two-year deal with the Chelsea position coming up because he's a master tactician. He's going to do the great escape, I think. Oh, he's, they were playing that at the end. <laughs> I, I heard that in the, in the highlights. But what is it? Does he need to win all three? He needs to win all three. And if Samira they, need if to they lose. Don't win any, if they drop any points at all, they're relegated. So they need to win all three. They need to hope St Mirren lose all three effectively. I think St Mirren can get away with a draw and then it would come down to goal difference. Yeah. But uh, I think the goal difference, even that, may favour St Mirren. I think um, Dundee put some good pricing on. We mentioned yeah. that. Um, because, uh, I mean, we'd, when Hearts are doing reasonably well, we'll tend to go there and fill that away end. But because of this, you know, this would be a terrible season, the game's pretty meaningless. I think I was speaking to one of the security guys after and he said that he anticipated five, 500, 600 Hearts fans. That's what Hearts had told them. But they changed the pricing to tenner and a fiver. And uh, there was over 1,100. So, nice. which I mean, for Hearts is especially great or that. But I think when you consider, you know, how bad we've been this season and how meaningless the game is for us, I think it was not bad. So, it was yeah, wait, where were we were meaningless? Didn't somebody post on Saturday off to Dundee for hopefully a relegation oh, party? Yeah, Twenty-seven but... years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> That's me just. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's a bit of tongue in cheek. I've been trying to find the small things to still get excited about this season. <laughs> One we've lost already. There was three left to go, and that was relegate Dundee, beat Hibs at least once, and watch Hibs lose the cup. So already one's off that list. So I just hope the other two, even just the last one that doesn't even involve us, that would be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll back you that one. I hope that last one's right as well. <laughs> uh, it's no nice one selling to win the cup, but I mean. <laughs> The other option's not. Right, I've got a league table in front of me. Dundee are on 29 points with a goal difference of minus 36. That means they can reach 38 points, which they will need to do because St Mirren are already on 37 points with a goal difference of minus 12. So if St Mirren get that extra point, they're going to beat them on goal difference as well. So well, it's effect- St Mirren need a point, effectively. Yeah, and they go to Tynecastle next week, so they've got no chance. Aye. Did you hear Bomber Brown's comments about uh, smelling the fear? <laughs> oh, it was good. You'll like it. It was. Uh, he was talking about the the trip to Tynecastle. They must go to Tynecastle, and it's never an easy place to go. So unless they have old spice to cover it, I think it'll be an interesting weekend. <laughs> As in fact, I should have started earlier. Uh, it says, "I think you'll be smelling it coming from them now." In reference to them, <laughs> in reference to the squeaky bum time. <laughs> that kind of smell. <laughs> Oh, well, I suppose we should congratulate John Brown because they've given him the job permanently. Aye, that's just interim until this point. So. Aye, going from a third division scout to a Premier League manager, that's no bad. <laughs> to be fair, he, he has done a pretty good job, though. I mean, it does I'm seem so... a bit daft the, the, the panic when he got the job initially. Then. But, aye, no, he's, aye, he's given them well. a chance, which is aye. all they could ask for, really. And uh, I suppose the other big game was uh, Hibs against St Mirren. And, well, 3-3 sounded a good game. From what I've seen in the highlights, it's sometimes difficult to tell because in the highlights, all you see is the goals and you think that's probably the best game I've ever seen. But <laughs> you wonder what been. the rest of the game is like. Uh... Yes, aye. But aye, Griffiths again, showing his quality. Uh, I'd like the tapping. There was obviously the, the bullet in the top corner, but I like the tapping because <laughs> you seem to struggle, actually. He didn't just tap it in properly. He seemed to get stuck under his feet, but it went in anyway. That's because he was desperately trying to stay onside. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so sure if he did. You mentioned how know. his feet were, were uh, level. I think it was difficult to tell. It was uh, For that angle, uh, it was difficult to tell. But like I, say, like I said earlier, it's probably better that they give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker because that almost never happens. And they're supposed to. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's just so difficult to see, really. And because we've got the, the super slow-mo, barring the SPL highlights, we've got the super slow-mo, we've got the... the, the graphics where they kind of swivel the camera around and you can see perfectly. We're always talking about, oh, they're an inch offside. I kind of think, no, there should be a level, if you like, because the linesmen are human. Then in the Aberdeen Killy game, McGinn scoring good. again. Good goal. Aye. I mean, McGinn's, McGinn's goal was good, but then the rest of the game was just kind of lots of people not being very good at shooting. And so then if you Cammy took away Bell, McGinn's goals, Aberdeen would be bottom of the table. Yeah, I could believe that. 
Do you think so? Because when he doesn't score, they tend to get nil-nils. Yeah, well, before Saturday, I read that if without his goals, they would have been level with Dundee. So Dundee won at the weekend and Aberdeen won, but take away McGinn's goal at the weekend, then that would have put them behind them. So well, they've me, scored means... 39 goals in total, Aberdeen. He's got 19 of them. He's got 19. <laughs> yep. They've so got, he's uh... almost, he's almost, if he gets two more goals and no one else scores this season, then he'll score more than the entire team. Well, the rest of the team combined. They've got the second lowest number of goals scored at home. I spotted that earlier. Their away record's okay. Compared I saw a picture of the Kilmarnock end. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw the picture of the Kilmarnock no. end. There must have been about 12 people, literally. Yeah. Aye, it was, unless some people were up getting a pie, but uh, give, give give a few people maybe in the toilet, then you're probably talking 20 absolute maximum. But well, this, this is one of the problems with doing a, an SPL split. Once you get into the split and you're at the top end of the bottom half, you've got nothing to play for. Nobody cares. Exactly. Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, even Hibs are just meh. Aye, well, Hibs have got the cup final, but apart from Aye. that, yeah. We only get excited because we could have relocated a team. <laughs> you still could. I mean, like I say, if you, if you lose to St. Martin next week, you can relegate Dundee that way. It's not, it's not got the same... Uh, I don't think it's got the same... It's not got the same effect, I don't think, but... Right, other than that, I was um, going to mention uh, St. Johnson, the, the sending off in that game. Oh, nice. Uh, it, was, it was never an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, no, so it's not, not a red card. No. I mean, he has fouled him. It's a slight foul, but it's still a foul. Yep. The guy is running towards the goal, but there's another defender. He's 30 to 40 yards away. You can't say it's a clear goal-scoring opportunity. If you're going to call that a goal-scoring opportunity, you're going to be sending off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagreed with that red card. Right, we want to move on then. Aye, I'm, I'm, the only thing I would say is when we talked about the relegation, there's still a good battle for third place. Inverness on 51, St Johnson on 50, Ross County on 49. Uh, Dundee United are on 44, so they're what, seven points behind Inverness, so they're almost but not quite out of it yet. And Mullerbo are nine points going Inverness with three What's games the left. Fixers? So. What fixers are left for those three? Like in what order? Uh, right, Inverness, Mullerbo. Is the next game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross County are hosting Celtic on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Dundee United are away to St. John. St. John's are away to Dundee United, sorry. What's the last games for all the teams? Is there, When's the next Inverness? Is there what, a, name, a Highland Derby left? Uh, there will be, I thought. Yeah, oh, that's the last game. Could, eh? Ross County, be, Inverness on Sunday, the 19th of May. That could be. That could be if there's still something to play for, that could be an absolutely brilliant game. I was game. just thinking, because if they're going for Europe against each other. Although I'll be. 19th of May, I'll be um, busy. I got, I, I got an invite. Well, no, I got an invite um, as a guest to the Hearts Players Player of the Year Award, held on the 19th of May. Oh, is that your <laughs> programme connections? Aye. So I'll be having to be. I, I'm gonna. I was gonna try and be composed, but I think I'm gonna end up being a bit of a fanboy because <laughs> the problem is it's not like I'm going with a bunch of mates or that because just me who's got the invite. So it's like. I have to sit in there going, here, Gary, can you take a picture of me and Goo? Come on. <laughs> but yeah, sounds like champagne reception on the pitch and stuff, so should be entertaining. No, I mean, you're, you're big week for the, the fixtures the week before that, obviously, because you've got the, you're hosting Hibs. Nice. Me, and that's, that's what you say, that's your last thing to play for this season. Well, you've still, I mean, you're still only three ahead of St. Murren, so, and you could, <laughs> still, you could still overtake Hibs. You're only two points like... behind them. In fact, you can still finish seventh. You're only five behind Aberdeen. It's like you say. It's like I know it sounds stupid, but I'd almost rather finish, you know, tenth if Hibs are eleventh than seventh. <laughs> <laughs> <If Hibs are, laughs> I don't really care. What's it? I mean, if you're not in the European places, I don't see the difference. Yeah. yeah. I know there's a little bit of money involved, but you know, when you've got twenty-four million pound debt, I don't see the difference with like fifty grand between each place or whatever it is. Or is it slightly more than that now actually? That's why you're not in charge of finances at hearts. <laughs> but uh, here's a thought actually so it's, it's, you really do with putting like seventeen, eighteen points behind between you and bottom, just in case you might get into administration this season. Aye, we could wait. Are you allowed to do that though? Like if you waited to like Well over... Ham to Leeds, they were a bit fly or they tried to be fly. They tried to be and, and they got, got hit up. twice, yeah. aye. That's what I mean, though. You could surely they wouldn't let you do like we can go administration like week before the end season ended and just take the ten points and then middle your Aberdeen game. Aye. At the same time, I wonder do the rules actually outline specifically when you can can and can't? Well, or... Leeds tried to do it tactically, 
I'm sure they left it their last game of the season. And I think they still had a chance of staying up, but they decided See, I, to go into administration it, then, or it seemed to be that they decided. Depends on the courts as well, because remember when Rangers went into administration, they were filing for administration on the Monday, but they didn't go into administration until the Tuesday, so it was only after that was confirmed that they, uh, the points now. were deducted. So, <laughs> I mean, Hearts, Hearts would have to go into administration by about five o'clock on Friday. We wouldn't want to risk either, because you know, the way the league is, we didn't want to get dragged too far down. <laughs> Probably end up doing it and going down. Well, you're only 11 points ahead of Dundee at the moment, so you need to rally now. I don't think administration is on the immediate horizon. Is it? Ugh, I don't know. I don't know either way, to be honest. It's, that kind it's of... too difficult to tell with us. It's yeah, not as... It a... Right, so something positive to discuss was a meeting today with the SPL clubs and they were discussing, well, I thought they were going to be discussing reconstruction as in a potential for the SPL too, but it seems that they met up to discuss playoffs. And right. sorry, You're calling this positive. I'm not calling it positive at all because for one thing, they seem to be only discussing playoffs. Everything that was good about merging into one body and... Uh, the redistribution of the finances and stuff all seems to have gone in the bin because I got voted against with the 12 12 18 thing. It's just all fired out the bin, it's just playoffs and nothing else that we're discussing. Oh, don't get me wrong, I, I did want all that to go through, but I think that we've left it too late now, and I'm just glad that something positive is going to happen. I'd, I'd accepted that that was all dead and buried, so to find out that the playoffs could be introduced for next season. I think that's a positive. Well, I see what you're even saying. When, uh, my problem was when uh, Roy McGregor was saying even this morning that he said there was still hope for a lot of the reconstruction stuff to go through because we're hoping for a bit of compromise. So I thought when he was talking about that, I thought, oh great, we might actually get all the good bits that we'll get thrown in the bin. But no, just the playoffs. Which to me is a sticking plaster over the complete mess as the uh, Scottish football alone. See, I was looking at it all positive now, Chris. You're going to get me depressed. But, well... I think playoffs is going to be a good thing. Don't get me wrong, I, I like the idea of the playoffs. I think that's exactly what's needed for the SPL because that's one up, one down is rubbish. Yep. It's, it's, you need to freshen things up a bit and if that means a playoff, and for what I was reading about this, they haven't decided what system a playoff it's going to be. There's about four options and I've been yeah. trying to figure out what they might be. And I imagine there's the, the same as the, they've got in the SFL 2 and SFL 3 where it's second, third no. and fourth plus the second bottom from the league above. Yep. Sometimes I don't, Sometimes they don't like that because it means that it only make it, you know only makes a one promotion whereas there used to be two in the SFL didn't there? Yeah, it used to be two up and didn't there? Or was it, or was it only one? I try to remember what it was before. It used to be two up and two down. Yeah, so I, I mean, it was. I, I would prefer the English style where you get the two yeah. that go straight down. Yes, and then yeah, there's yeah, definitely but... two going up, and it's a matter of the first one goes straight up, and then second, third, fourth, and fifth would play off. So I'd imagine that's another option to discuss. But a few, I mean, there used to be playoffs in the SPL. I remember Airdrie and Hibs having it. It was second bottom played second Second top. top, So you know how they were talking about having all all, all, all this reconstruction was going to happen this season and it didn't matter if you were playing, what position you were playing for, you'd still want to do your best. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you should apply that exact same logic and bring in playoffs this season so that second bottom in the SPL this season has to play second top. Which at the moment would be St Mirren Morton. Who wouldn't want a Renfrewshire derby? No, I wouldn't want that, Chris. I wouldn't want that changing the rules. I'm already annoyed that some of the clubs down in the SFL have been told, oh, suddenly you're back playing for something. Suddenly relegation is going to happen. Suddenly playoffs is going to happen. No, I don't want anything to change this season. Well, no, my argument here is they've been telling the SFL clubs all season that it doesn't matter what you you play to be the the highest up the league you can be and you wouldn't change how you play depending on how the league's going to be reconstructed. So if that logic applied for the entire season, then surely it now still applies for the SPL. So bring in the playoffs now. I want some more. (laughs) I'm I'm voting against you. Laurie, what are you going to do? I'm going against that. I'm too, I'm too scared how close we are to second bottom. <laughs> no, see, to be honest, I, mean, I, I disagreed with it at the time. I would disagree with it now. I just think it would be funny if, if everybody in the SPL voted against St Mirren. <laughs> Can you imagine? 11-1, yes, playoffs this season. It's the burner of one. The bad guys. The bad guys. Because they're always going to be the good guys. They are the good guys. They're always going to be known as the good guys. Right. I want to move on to the Players' Player of the Year. Yay. Right, we've got four nominees. We've got Lee Griffiths, Andrew Shinney, yep. Niall McGinn and Michael Higdon. 
Right. right. See, when I first read that, you know what my first instinct was? What? Would it be Mackay? Aye. See, for me, it would be between McGinn and Mackay for that slot. I think they're very similar if you look at their goal scoring, what they do for their team, the fact that they both went on amazing runs. Uh, they seem to be scoring every single week. We, we seem to talk about McGinn and Mackay together at the same time, but they're both inconsistent in my eyes. But yeah, I think they're interchangeable in these nominations. See what see what annoyed me most about them was is there any need for Neil Lennon to start whining and nope. getting all talking about disgraceful when a no. democratic vote, which every player gets one vote. I just... No, there just isn't any need for the whining that they've been doing. I mean, yes. see, when I looked when I looked at the nominees, I thought uh, Higdon, yep, absolutely. Yep. Lee Griffiths, yep, absolutely. McGinn, yep, no, no argument with there. He's been Aber- Mr. Aberdeen. Andrew Shinney, I've said on this podcast several times, I think Shinney and McKay have been a great partnership. So my thought was, what did McKay do wrong? Why is he not on that list? But, uh, I mean, McKay haven't been the one that scored more than Shinny. I would have thought McKay would be in there instead of Shinny. But I, I'm not I'm not going to argue with Shinny's inclusion in that list. But then you, then you take into what Neil Lennon's saying and you say, well, we are the champions. We're in the Scottish Cup final. We've did the last 16 of the Champions League. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute, Neil. For one thing, Europe doesn't count for this. It's what you do in Scotland. That's the first thing I said when he came yes. battle on about the Champions and, League. And that, that to me is the crucial part because all the good performances I've seen for Celtic players this season, have been in Europe. Yeah. When it's come to the SPL, I'd have been all right. Chris Commons has probably been the best of the, the the Celtic players in the SPL, but he had a big dip round about the time that these votes were taken. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was late, late early late February sometime then. But I think either way, it's like I can kind of see it when it's picked by like a panel or something, and you're like, you know, why are they picking them? I I kind of see a point if you disagree with, but even if you you're surprised by it, it's. Each player gets a vote, and it's like I don't, I don't know what he's moaning at. What does he think they're? I, well, I, I think it's, I think it's a conspiracy in some way. Can I go back? To be honest, to the, he I can't believe it's twenty-three years since a non, a non-old firm player's won. I thought that was, I yeah. can believe yeah. that. Can I go back to the point he made about no. the performances? A no. bigger's belief that we make a semi-final of the League Cup, final of the Scottish Cup, win the Championship. Make the last 16 of Europe. I know you said Europe is irrelevant, but a lot of that is irrelevant. It doesn't matter how the team performs. This isn't a team vote. Mm, this is an individual team, one. This is an at individual. Which point, you're looking at McGinn as an obvious choice because he's the only guy in Aberdeen I could name. <laughs> and then one thing, Lennon. So Lennon, I've, I've no idea what way the voting goes, but you can't tell me that Fraser Foster, Wanyama, Chris Commons, Kelvin Wilson, Gary Hooper weren't in the forefront of people's minds. Now, there's another problem from him. Well, you mentioned McGinn there was a standout for Aberdeen. Lennon's putting up, what, five names there? If there's five names that's in people's heads, perhaps they were voting for those five names, but none of them stood out because yeah. the votes were spread across <laughs> the five There, there just hasn't been a standout for Celtic this yeah. season. It's certainly not in Scotland. Even in Europe, what you say, I mean... Kelvin the, the, Wilson... Been, Kelvin must have been brilliant in the Champions League and terrible in the SPL. I think that's that's what I was about to say. When I've seen Kelvin Wilson in the SPL, he's looked pretty horrendous. I don't know how oh. he's comparing him to the likes of McGinn or Higdon. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 other, the other players in there, I mean, I would say Wanyama, I haven't seen him kick a ball since the turn of the year. He I would say Gary Hooper. Where he, wanted to, he seemed to protect himself, yeah. didn't he? As if he was oh, going to move away. See the game against St Mirren, he actually annoyed me in the League Cup semi. He just yep. looked, did not look interested. And to be fair, at periods against Dundee United, they didn't look interested either. Gary Hooper's went through similar spells. Yep. players he almost suspect are going to be off in the, in the summer, Aye. despite what they're saying to certain people. Right, well, we'll, we'll move away from Lennon and go back to the players. Right, Laurie, who you, who's going to get your vote? My vote? Do I have a vote? You do. <laughs> um, I'd probably have to go with Higdon. I mean, out of them all, it would either be Higdon or McGinn for me. But I just think overall, Higdon, I think his overall play is quite impressive as well. I think McGinn's sort of, he's done well and he's scored a lot of good goals, but he kind of seems to just, he's been in the right place at the right time for Aberdeen a lot of time. And I don't think overall, I mean, you look what he's done for Aberdeen, they've still had a relatively poor season. I know that goes a bit against what we're just saying, but I think Higdon is important for the team, not just his goals. He's he's proven to be a great finisher, but he does a lot of work, I think, off of the ball for everyone else. I just think overall, I'd probably go Higdon. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I'd go for Higdon. I think I would have Griffiths as a close second because I think he's just he's been superb. He's he's made Hibs season without him. I think they would have been close to being in a relegation dogfight. But yeah, I think Higdon gets it. One thing that stood out for me was when Rangers played Motherwell in the cup and there was long balls coming from Randolph and Higdon was not only able to collect the ball with his head and hold off the defender, he was actually holding off the defender to such a degree that he was bringing the ball down with his feet. Now, you don't see that very often for a target man and able to do it and control it as well. So that's the kind of thing that impresses me away from his goals because his goals is such an obvious. He's got 25 goals in the league, 27 all competitions. He broke the, was it Pettigrew's post-war record that yeah, stood yeah. for 37 years. He's, he scores with his head, he scores with his feet. But to me, as a target man alone, he's, he's brilliant and he stands out. So he gets my vote easily. I'd say if I'm going to go one, two, three, four, I'm going to go Higdon first, Griffiths second, McGinn third, and then Shinney fourth. Shinney's McGinn and Griffiths personally. Shinney's been a good season for him. He made his Scotland debut. <laughs> Making his Scotland debut, which uh, I thought he'd done okay. It was only against Luxembourg, but I thought he was all right. Uh, he's, he's managed to get a good number of goals for somebody who's well, a midfielder. I, I was going to, I was going to say. Uh, not a striker, but he's a yeah. midfielder. I, I keep he's, saying he's a striking partner for Billy McKay, but no, he is, he's a midfielder. Yeah. And he's one who's moved to um, English lower league obscurity like the rest of them. <laughs> yep. See, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you, though. I'm going to say I would vote for Griffiths. Because I, I, I honestly think, I, I do like Higdon. He's, he's certainly, like I said earlier, he uses his weight well and uses his attributes to his benefit. He scored some good goals this season. I, I, I think. For all, Higdon scored some really good goals. I think Griffiths scored some really great goals. Yep, yep. And I think his overall play as well has been fantastic. And I think when he plays, Hibs play. And when he doesn't play, Hibs get beat. Yep. You <laughs> so, know what? I guess my plan is for the Scottish when he does, When he does play, they get beat sometimes as well. <laughs> I was thinking about Griffiths and I was thinking about all the superb goals he scored over the season. And I was thinking... Wait a minute, I, I can't remember a, a poor goal that he scored. And then I thought, no, wait a minute, he done that tap in at the weekend. <laughs> goal, goal of the season that never was as well, eh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, he seems to hit a shot when you're thinking to yourself, don't hit a shot for there, don't be silly, don't be silly. And then it goes and goes, ah, good decision. Uh, at least the weed knobs, the at least no, knobs away back to Wolves. <laughs> well, I don't know, he's, he's getting his contract extended, but he might come back to Hibs. Hope not. <laughs> They're never really sure what to do with him. It's a strange one now. Why would you extend his contract? It's strange. He's been for two years. You obviously don't want him. So. Unless they think they can get some kind of money for him from Hibs. But I would have thought the loans would have brought in some kind of income. Change manager again, though. So, you know, right, I, sure. yeah. I don't know. I, I hope he stays down there, you know. I hope he makes it down, down south. <laughs> Did you hear that Henningberg won, was it 2.2 million in compensation after being sacked from Blackburn? After 57 days in charge, that's some, that's some pay. Blackburn are reaping what they sow for giving Steve Keane such a hard time. Yep. Yeah. And we'll move on to the charity bet. We done rubbish last week and there's only one person to blame. Yeah. And it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Partick were going to be a shoo against Dunfermline, but no, it wasn't uh, to be. Aye. I know, I know, Laurie. Aye, it was... I went against it's not like advice. you <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I shouldered the blame there because we had our both who beat Air 1 0, we had Queen's Park who beat Montrose 2 1, and then Partick drew three each. Yep. And that the was. Free, was it 96 quid or something? £96 it was, yep. £96, 60 pence. Right. So I'm sorry, I apologise to the children. Greg liked to rub it in on Twitter. He mentioned Think of the Children and make me feel bad. You're already champions with, you know? Mm-hmm. Aye, but I thought they were going to push oh, on. Never go for a team that already just won the league assist. Uh, well, I know that now, don't I? <laughs> Should have known it before. Right, so we're going to pick a team each, and Laurie, just keep it simple. Go for the the one. Mate, I, I I'm on my phone. I don't even I I'm not checking the games. I don't I can't check the games, so I'm going to have to keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. It's a difficult one this week because the SFL ends this coming weekend. 
Yeah. Well, it comes back after the summer. It's not finished forever. But, <laughs> well, well, you never you know. know. Might merge or something. <laughs> aye. Aye, so there's so many places up for grabs. I'm, I'm not really sure what to go for. I think I'm going to go for Rangers against Berwick. Oh, come on. What's the odds on this? One, one to four. <laughs> Look, I'm going to really? keep it simple, but I'm it's, surprised it's, it's going really to be a just... sellout because they're going to be presented with a Division 3, whatever really? it is. One to four? One to four. That's I'm quite su- good. <laughs> that's pretty long. That's long, a lot longer than I thought it would be. I thought it would be about one to ten. <laughs> well, I full house. I won't be there because it's not my... Oh, time. yeah, a full house. Sure it will. To be fair, it is an important game in uh, Berwick's case because Elgin City need to beat East Stirling and hope Rangers beat Berwick to try and claim the final playoff spot and they also need an eight-goal swing. <laughs> so Elgin, Elgin thumping East Stirling is possible. Rangers thumping Berwick Rangers is possible. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the, the interesting bit in the, the third division there. Yeah. Technically, Montrose can also still do it, but they're a further five goals back and away to Annan, so they need like a 13 goals swing. <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. But the, the El- Elgin certainly be up for a challenge here, I think. And Easterland are stuffed. Yeah, they're right. the worst team in the, the country. Right, Chris, who are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking the obvious SFL one. Yeah. One. I'm thinking SFL one's the place to go because I think. McCowden Beath needing to beat Hamilton and hope Dunfermline lose to Airdrie United. Dunfermline will be looking to get over the line. They're at home, Airdrie. I'm going to go with them. I don't think that'll be great odds either. But... Dunfermline. Dunfermline at home, Airdrie. Yep, Dunfermline there, 1-3. to three. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to oh, be the worst time ever. It's evens the way you're going. After you're talking about the playoffs, I thought you were going to go for Elgin against East Stirling. Because Elgin... What's, that? What, what's the odds in that? 2-5. to five. For Elgin. Even that's pretty naff. Aye. Well, What's we'll it? see how the odds go. We might add that in as a wee bonus. Right. At the moment, you're not even going to be even, so I'm going to have to pick someone a bit longer. What's the games? Give me some games. I'm not going to have them in front of me. It's difficult to give you an obvious one. Well, the SFL 2's got Furfer hosting Air United, who need to be better than our brother hosting Alwa. Mm-hmm. East Fife need to win at home at Brecon City. If they're going mm-hmm. to have any hope of getting out of the, the playoff at the other end of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to lose to Stenhouse Muir for East Stirling, uh, East Fife to come out with uh, But Stenhouse Muir are still chasing the playoffs at the other end themselves, so they would need to win and hope Forfar and our both, both get beat. And that would take it a goal difference. What's the SPL games win. again? SPL games. Dundee United have... against St. Johnson. Yep. St. Mirren. What's, what's, what's the odds on the, the boys in Maroon? Come on, give me some good odds. We might win this bit. <laughs> if it's if it's evens or above, I'm picking it, but it's not going to be. Well, evens. Evens? <laughs> oh. Surely that's not worth it. You need something that's got decent odds. Right, well, if we add that in, we'll get £33.33 back, which is alright. Is that for the three games? Yep. What happens if you stick Elgin in there? Because I think that's a sure. Right, just give a second. You know I like to pretend I'm working it out. £46.67. I think we should I think we should add that in. So, what are we saying? Rangers, Dunfermline. <laughs> Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> Elgin. Elgin. I don't see why not, because I think if out of the four, that's likely to be Hearts that screw it up. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I've right. got to pick something. I can't think of who else is playing. Right. I'll go for that then. I reckon that's, that's pretty reasonable. I think Hearts could beat St Mern. You need it in there. They probably owe them one anyway for the League Cup, didn't you know? You, you, need, you need the evens one in there anyway. Aye. 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 That sounds good to me. Right, yeah, I'll go with that then. Cool. Right, before we move on to the SPL predictions, I wanted to mention Queenie South and their points total in Division 2 because they're sitting on 89 points so far which beats Gretna's previous record of 88 points in the 2005-2006 season. And Queenie South are playing Albion Rovers on yep. Saturday, so yes. there's a chance that they're going to get another three points. Aye. Is that something else Queenie South might say that the Rangers couldn't this season is beat Gretna's record? <laughs> you brought it up again. And I was looking at the top scorers, Nicky Clark, 31 goals. 
Division 2. The next, there's uh, Gemmel and Troughton are on 17 after him. What a season he's had. Only 21. I was thinking he's got to be getting looked at by teams above, surely, with a goal. Aye, like aye. But just not teams above. He's gone to Rangers. Is he? Well, nah, that, he's linked with Rangers. Oh, Rangers try and get everyone. Any when you want. Well, it'll probably need to be in January because of the, the transfer embargo. Why would you want to take? Why would you want to step down a division? That's just ludicrous. Because he gets to play in front of twenty thousand fans. <laughs> I was waiting to see, you see how I went. <laughs> I seen quite a an exact uh, ticket update earlier, and it said that there was eighteen tickets left for the Rangers game on Saturday. It's quite precise. Eighteen. I wonder if they're the seats where you won't get to see any of the pitch. I wonder right. if we've missed a couple of zeros from that. What, what did you say that uh, Nicky Clark had scored this season so far? Well, 31 in the league, but I'm sure it's like 40 yeah. overall. Oh, I'm, I'm just looking back at 2005-06 when Gretna had their 88 points. Was it the top scorer? Top scorer that season was Kenny Duker with 18 goals. James Grady also at Gretna had 16. That's 34 between the two of them. So if Nicky Clark gets a hat trick this weekend, he matches the top two scorers that year combined. How did Gretna end that season again anyway? Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot that year I was there. I know you were, you glory hunter. Uh, I mean an Aloha fan were glory hunting, yeah. That's when Kenny got his Scottish Cup runners up medal. Was he really a doctor? Aye. He's still a doctor now. He's, he doesn't play anymore, but he's, he's just a doctor now. What, a GP? Aye. Oh, well, maybe I could go and see him about my, my dodgy knee, my dodgy thigh. <laughs> see if he could sort it out. You know, this is my claim with fame, right? I've got a trophy that sits downstairs for a second-year maths quiz that I beat Kenny Duke at the win. <laughs> <laughs> a second-year maths quiz? Yep. That's some How claim of fame. Duke? What? Well, it must How be the same age as Chris, then. Aye. He's... I, was... I didn't think you were as old as that. How old Aye, is he? Kenny's like 32. And doesn't he play that? football? Uh. I thought he went to America. No, he, he, he seems to have wrapped it. He went to America, went to Real Salt Lake for a bit, and then came back, played for Hamilton and St. Johnson, Falkirk. I thought he was and... older than that. I... No, he's born 6th of July, 1980. Uh, so, I don't know. I just haven't heard he was a lot older than that now. He's, he's 33 this year. Oh, man. See, Let did you out. ever sing that to him when you, were, when you played against him in the stands? I beat you in the match quiz. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to remember if I ever actually went along to see him play. Kenny, how's your maths? Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a kind of chance we're wanting for the fans. All right. Oh, can I clear up another rumour about Kenny Duke and Right. I remember a few years ago there was a rumour he was a Rangers fan. I can categorically state he was not a Rangers fan. He was a Dundee United fan. Thanks for thanks for clearing so. up that five-year-old rumour. Yep. <laughs> Just want to set the record straight. Like see, see, when I was at school, I would notice anybody that wasn't a Rangers fan. <laughs> Let's face it. Oh, hey, right. yeah. same school. There was a four for Athletic fan. Nice. See, growing up, it was either Rangers or Celtic. Yeah. I must go on. I suppose it was a Dundee United fan. It was mostly Rangers fans at Masquerade. The odd Celtic fan and what I say, Dundee United fan, the fourth fan. It was mostly sheep at Masquerade. <laughs> bar me, who decided not to be a sheep. Bar. Did you just say bar me? Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I threw two in there. I said bar me, who decided not to be a sheep. You know, I didn't want sh- to be one of the sheep. Don't, like don't repeat it. That. <laughs> it doesn't work if you repeat it. Aye. Yeah, we'll do the predictions anyway. Right. <laughs> Got Dundee United against St. Johnson. A 1-1 draw from me. Well, all right, what are you thinking? You need to just go off the top of your head because you're on your phone. I, try, I go off the top of my head anyway with these. <laughs> uh, 1-0 Dundee United. I'll say 1 each. Hearts against St Mirren and we've went for Hearts in the charity bet we got evens on them. Oh, oh, I went for. <laughs> ah, we're gonna. I'm gonna stand behind you, not too close, and then I'm gonna go for Hearts. You do remember he's on a bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about it too much, Chris. <laughs> Look, I'm lying. There. I've got my clothes on. I'm not like I'm lying. Don't tell us what you're wearing. Just don't. Tell oh, us. 
Hey, you know what? I love the way you just said look. <laughs> like we can see. <laughs> A special video it. podcast. <laughs> Get on with it. Right. 2-0, Hearts. Oh, I suppose a better back Hearts, huh? Aye. Uh, I'll say 2-1. I'm just, I'm just remembering that Andy Webster is going to be suspended now, and Danny Wilson's been injured, so I have no idea who's going to play centre back. Um, I hope Wilson's back. Uh, Ryan Stevenson, who's just kind of disgraced himself in with his uh, recent drink driving charge, will lead us out. I don't know if you read that, did you? No, I didn't know. Uh, he just got fifteen hundred quid fine and I think twenty months ban for uh, three times over the the limit. I think he was uh, accused of being arrogant by the judge as well. But um, uh, but uh, it was after the day after he led Hearts out to beat uh, Ross County four two. You know where the skippers are, where the the arm band. So maybe it's a good omen somehow. Just get a taxi. It's just as simple as that. Aye, as we say, especially if you're earning footballers' money, but you never know with Stevenson. Don't know if he gets paid or not. Um, I'm sure his missus does actually. Wouldn't like. What was I doing? Oh yeah. The score. Ah, you uh, Hearts <laughs> against St Mirren. <laughs> Three one Hearts. Stevenson's gonna get two. I think we can get drunk. I <laughs> can get pissed and celebrate, and you'll have to get the bus this time. <laughs> and then we've got Inverness against Motherwell. I don't know. I don't know about this. I'm obviously I'm only put an away win here, but Inverness are fighting. The Motherwell are always pumping Inverness this season. Yep. I mean, ridiculous scores. Gonna go two one to Motherwell. I'm gonna go three one Motherwell. Where is this? Is it in Inverness? It yep. is in Inverness, yep. It's still one ball, one referee. <laughs> just one pitch just a pitch. Just one, one pitch, yeah. Oh, Paolo's out of work just now, you know that. Is he? Yeah. Oh, Chelsea job's coming up. Can I take him back? <laughs> I still I still play Casey in the Sunshine Man every morning before I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> The worst thing is, that wasn't a joke. You, you um, really should give it up. <laughs> I see what you did there. I wasn't doing anything, that was just that suggestion. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the game? Inverness, uh, Motherwell, 2 2. Right. Then on Sunday, we've got Ross County against Celtic, a 12 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. I'm going to go for 2-2. Uh, I'm going for as well. Same last time, eh? No, it was 3-2 to Ross County. They got a last-minute winner. Oh, it was 2-2 early in the season there, wasn't it? No, it was one each early in the season. One on. When yep. did I think of 2-2? Never been 2-2 at all. Oh, well. It was 2-2 to the last minute when uh, Rolfers got the, the winner. Oh, that big galoot. When Charlie Mogrew um, scored for the corner. Even though we played this week, by the way, he... Posted a picture on Instagram the other day and he's on a plane, so he must be one of the ones that's went holiday this week. Aye, Lennon's let a few of them away. Oh, I hate it. Really? Season, season, aye, Chris Commons and Joe Ledley were in Dubai this week. What? Ridiculous. It's, 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 yeah, the I thought Joe is... Ledley was away quite recently to Dubai. Like a month ago, maybe. Uh, they're getting a the holiday. They're getting a holiday now, then they're ready for the cup final. Then they can get another wee holiday before they need to be back in training for the stupidly early European campaign, which starts on the 16th of July or something. That's a bit outrageous. I can't believe they're going on holiday. I, that's, I thought you were joking. Nope. That's, that's bizarre. Anyway. Um, well, Commons I, is injured anyway, so they're letting him go away for a reason. Because he, nah, he, he said he was popping pills, pills huh? which isn't <laughs> a good thing. pills. Popping pills. <laughs> on holiday. Go. Painkillers before anybody shows this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what um, you mean, Chris. Right. right. Uh, He's a squad. 2-1 Celtic. Then Dundee against Aberdeen. Bomber Brown manager of the season. I'm going to go for 2-0 Dundee. I'm going to say 1-0 Dundee. Big Bomber knew, eh? 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 Shows the deeds. I've seen the deeds. And the Sunday Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Rangers are dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Chris, you're getting barred. Hey. Um, what did you predict? 1-0 Dundee, Craig? I went 2-0 Dundee. I went 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. Um, aye. <clears throat> 2-1 Dundee. Somewhere in between. <laughs> I'll give McGinn a goal. 
and there's a three o'clock kickoff on Sky Sports Four, and that's Kilmarnock against Hibs. No, no, <laughs> boring. Nothing will happen. Uh, Hibs are gonna. I don't know. Don't know. I'm gonna go one-one. What was the Scottish Cup game? There was only like three-two or something. Yep, but neither of them are gonna care because it's a week. No, no. Hibs, Hibs have got to keep, keep edging ahead of us, and you know what's it? Oh, right enough, because if you beat St. Martin, you'll be heading them by that point. Aye, and then we'll get them at home. Ah. Ah. And then uh, God, I hate both these teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although, mainly, I hate one of their managers mainly a bit more than... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, just go 0-0 for me as well. <laughs> I won't watch it. I won't have any interest in it. Hey, that's us for the predictions. There's no... Football on Kunso Telly this coming weekend. There's uh, mm. Rangers against Berwick games on Sky Sports 4 on the Saturday lunchtime, <sighs> which is a bit of an unusual thing because the entire Division 3 is kicking off at 12.45. It's not something that they're used to doing because, well, three o'clock kickoffs and all that, but I think they just want to end the season on the, at the same time, make it uh, fair for everybody. No, but- it's because of the other team. Berwick are still taking part in that playoff, so it's yeah. important for them to kick off at exactly the same time as the other yeah. teams that are involved. That's the way to say it's, it'll it's, be because, yeah, to keep a lot of the games in sync, because otherwise you can. It takes a bit of a excitement away if, you know, something's decided before another game starts. Yes. Yeah, obviously, the White Show Rangers get their wee trophy. No, I don't think it's a wee trophy. I think it's one of those, it's like the, the massive ones that you see in Europe. See if you want a massive trophy, and I would imagine you may parade it this weekend because tonight was the Glasgow Cup final, and uh, as ancient as that trophy is, it's now an under 17 tournament. And at Fur Hill, Rangers beat Celtic 3 2. Yep, was and, it not a lot of bother? Uh, that's what I heard. There was, there was uh, flares. No because I don't know. I wasn't there. It's, it's not the kind of flares that Greg's into. It's, it's <laughs> off the smoke. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame, you know, we talk about. Uh, Bringing alcohol back, but they'll never let us drink at Scottish football games whilst nope. there's two teams on the go still. Nope. No, I, see, I think we should get alcohol back. I, I would love alcohol to be back. You're I not think just it, everywhere apart from Rangers and Celtic games. Nope, I disagree with that. I think they can be done sensibly. Why not make it one pint per season ticket? Why not? I've got a season ticket. One pint per season? I thought you could. Gonna... <laughs> How do you choose when you take pick, it? Pick and choose your game. Right, if they make it one per season ticket, there's obviously going to be people to abuse it, but why not set up security that's going to check, well, you've already had a drink, you're only allowed one and you're back <laughs> up again. Thanks for cost for the revenue, they only get one pint for each person. Well, I've got a season card, they could activate that, and when I go up to buy it, I have to buzz it. And there you are, I've used up my one token. If I'm How many, how many places have the cards now in Scotland? There's not that many, is there? We'll give you something that's attached to your ticket, give you an additional ticket stub so you need to take that off and use an that. actual beer token a beer token exactly do this sensibly if you can get it to one pint per person two pints per person even you're not going to get people being silly on that tell you what let's discuss it another time properly because i could start going into it but i we're going to run out of time but you're right i wanted to mention the new location for the podcast it's still on itunes which is oh, the same. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on iTunes as usual. That's nothing's changed there, but the feed has changed. So you'd need to point your podcast app to podcast.scottishfootballforums.co.uk/feed/podcast because although I'm keeping the old feed going for another couple of weeks, it's going to end, and then you'll get cut off if you don't update. So do it or else. <laughs> do it <laughs> I, well I noticed that there was about there was about 150-200 people who were still on the old feed so we need them updating there's about 100 on the, the new one so we need, to, we need to start getting folks shifting across because the other ones cost me $10 a month which considering we'd, we give the podcast away for free well, you're still talking live. <laughs> Aye, I'm giving my it's reasoning. I'm giving my reasoning here. behind it because I've moved it to my own server, which I already pay for. You're so letting it's them hear about all the, you know, all the under the bonnet stuff that goes on. <laughs> That's how we roll. But you're also proving we've actually got listeners. I <laughs> <laughs> will. It's always say. I don't know how many people finish each episode. They might just listen for five minutes and think, still rubbish. <laughs> Sure, you delete it for your downloads. 
I don't give them ideas. Maybe they didn't realise. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't delete it. Right. Okay. Well, I'll go then, and I'll I'll, I'll let everyone get on with their day. <laughs> or their night, depending on the listening. Or, or their night. Uh, I prefer saying, day. I say I might go to bed, but I'm already there, so it's alright. Stop talking about <laughs> your bed. <laughs> right. Well, I'll speak to you both next week. Aye. So we're running now. We've not got many podcasts left. This is the 40th. Of the season? Of the season. Yep. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Halfway the age of Greg. <laughs> Aye, Greg, could they make it? A Domino's match or something like that. <laughs> right, but I'll speak to you next week. And thanks for Bye. listening. Catch you later. See you. Bye. Bye.